0: what's up everybody welcome back to the martian mma podcast i am your host and my name is john this week we are back with episode 139 where we will be analyzing and predicting the ufc fight night going down tomorrow night march 20th 2021 headlined by Derek brunson versus kevin holland this 11 fight card will take place from the ufc apex in las vegas nevada which means it will take place in the small ufc cage just a quick recap of last week, I did predict only 5 out of 13 fights correctly, 5 fights correct, 6 fights incorrect, and 2 fights were no contests, but I still did manage to scrape out a 1.5 unit profit on my bet MMA page, so make sure you check out my official bets, make sure you listen to where I say the betting value is on these fights, it's not all about picks, because as you saw last week, I predicted more fights wrong than correctly, but I still managed to come out with a profit in official track bets. You can find my track bets on my Bet MMA Tips page, which can be found in the Twitter bio in the YouTube description. You can also just Google Bet MMA Tips, Martian MMA, and you'll find my profile. I already have two bets tracked for this event. It was supposed to be three, but Don Tell bet got canceled. And we're left with two official bets as of now, but I will add more as we go. So make sure you check before the UFC event starts tomorrow around 5 or 6 p.m. to find my official plays. So we're going to start things off with the first fight in the flyweight division. We have JP Buys as the minus 139 favorite to Bruno Silva as the plus 119 underdog. I agree with where this line is at now it was much wider earlier in the week i actually got in on silva at plus 188 a few days ago i tracked that bet on my mma tips page just for a half a unit but i really like Silva in this fight i wish i would have gone more honestly because after taping this fight i'm really confident in silva I'm pretty underwhelmed with J.P. buys. J.P. buys is making his UFC debut here. He seems like primarily a grappler. He kind of marches forward aggressively at times. Doesn't have the best striking defense. Kind of willingly eats punches on his way inside of the pocket and looks to get that takedown. And he does look like a good grappler. He has good top position, good submissions, but he just hasn't really fought anybody that good. And I think that Bruno Silva has pretty good takedown defense. He can scramble even if he gets taken down. Silva is coming off of a loss in his last fight to Ulan Bekov, but I think he showed a lot of good things in that fight. His defensive grappling looked good, his takedown defense, he showed ability to scramble even if he gets taken down. So I don't think that Silva will be in too much trouble here. I think he'll be able to defend takedowns of buys. Even if he gets put in some bad spots on the mat, I think he will defend, he will get back up to the feet. And I think that Silva has a striking advantage here. I think he's got a cardio and experience advantage. And as long as Silva is able to avoid getting subbed in the first round or two... I think by should start to slow down. Silva's going to start to take over, land the better strikes. We might even see Silva hit a takedown and get some top position time as well because he has been known to hit offensive takedowns. I just think Silva's a lot more well-rounded, I think he's got more experience, he's a better overall fighter, and as long as he can avoid getting subbed early here, I'm picking him to win here, so the pick for me is going to be Silva, I like him as an underdog here, even at plus 119, there's probably still some value left on him, considering I could possibly cap him as a favorite here, I really think that Baez needs takedowns, or he won't win at all, so Baez is pretty one-dimensional, not too impressed with him, and I think Silva gets his win his first UFC win here and defeats buys as an underdog so the pick is going to be Silva I could see a late finish maybe TKO round three but I'm gonna go with decision to be safe Silva decision is the pick the next fight takes place in the bantamweight division we have Montel Jackson at minus 800 to Jesse Strader at plus 500 Strader is coming in here on very short notice that's why you see such a wide line I'd probably say it is dog or pass at this point, there might be some value at Strader because Strader doesn't seem terrible, he seems somewhat well-rounded, he can bite the mouthpiece and come forward on the feed, he has decent boxing combinations, and he can even hit a takedown at times and keep top positions. So- I don't see a very clear path of victory for Strader, but he seems well-rounded and competent enough. It seems like he's going to come out here and give Jackson a fight, so he might be worth a stab at the plus 500 odds. I think he's actually plus 570 on FanDuel now, so if he gets even higher to the plus 600 range, I wouldn't knock a stab on him at all. Even though Montel Jackson is the more experienced, the better overall fighter, probably better everywhere, better striker, better wrestler. But it seems like Strader is well-rounded enough, he's aggressive enough, he has some power in his hands, and I think he might come out here and give Jackson some trouble early. It probably doesn't last very long, he probably maybe has some early round 1 success and then starts to gas out in rounds 2 and 3, might even get finished in those later rounds. Uh, but I think Strader will come in here and will look like a decent underdog for a few minutes. Uh, so go real small on Strader if you like him. Maybe check out those two, three props for uh, Jackson here because he probably does find a late finish somewhere along the lines. Strader is coming in late notice. He did miss weight. Uh, so that's not a good sign for his cardio. And uh, Jackson probably finds a finish here in rounds two or three. So let's go with a round two submission pick here for Jackson. Money line is dog or pass. But maybe we look at some round two, round three props for Montel Jackson. The next fight takes place in the middleweight division. We have Roman DeLincey as the minus 120 favorite to Trevin Giles as the plus 100 underdog. I agree with where this line is at. Giles has been getting bet pretty consistently throughout the week, and I agree with that action. DeLindsay is coming in here on short notice, and he's also dropping down a weight class. He has fought at the 205-pound weight class for most of his career, even as recently as December 5th. So just about three, three and a half months ago, he was weighing 205. Now he's dropping down to 185. He has made the weight successfully, but I still have some questions over DeLindsay, he might be coming off steroids and that's the reason for the weight drop. Uh, who really knows what the motivation behind it is? But it can't really mean too well for his cardio considering he does like to grapple a lot. I could imagine DeLidzi's cardio, his grappling cardio, kind of suffering from this weight cut and him not being able to win this fight because, in my opinion, DeLidzi needs to hit takedowns to win here. And considering that Giles has decent takedown defense, he's not a bad grappler at all. I don't think that DeLidzi is going to submit Giles early here. So if Delizzy wants to win this fight, I think he's going to have to hit takedowns and keep top position in multiple rounds. And he does have decent wrestling. He is a decent grappler, but I just haven't seen enough grappling skill, enough reliable wrestling for me to trust DeLidze in this spot here, especially with the weight class down. In terms of striking between these two, I think Giles is the better overall striker. I think he's more active. He's more accurate. He does more damage with his strikes. DeLidze is kind of low volume kind of explodes with the occasional power shot he does have some power he has knocked out some of his opponents with his kicks and whatnot but I think he's kind of reliant on those power shots he's not really a consistent fighter and I think when this fight is on the feet Giles will be winning the minutes and he will be winning the striking and as long as he can stuff takedowns and avoid being stuck on his back for long periods of time I think Giles should win this fight I've seen good enough takedown defense from Giles. I trust him enough on the feet to be winning the minutes, landing the better strikes, and I just have some questions around Delizy, his striking output, his grappling cardio, this weight move down a weight class. So I have enough questions about Delizzy to advise passing on him as the favorite and probably saying that Giles is the side here. I like Giles a lot better when he was plus 125, something like that. Uh, where it's at now, the line is pretty accurate. I would say Giles is still the side because I am picking him to win. And I think DeLizzi kind of needs takedowns to win here. And as I mentioned, I don't think he'll submit him. I think he really needs a decision with grappling here to win. So I don't like DeLizzi's chances. I don't like this weight class move for him. And I'm going to be t- picking Trevin Giles to pull off the upset victory here, uh, likely by decision. So the pick is Giles. Uh, could see a round three TKO as well, but let's go with decision to be safe. Trevin Giles' decision is the pick. The next fight takes place in the lightweight division, we have Grant Dawson at minus 192 to Leonardo Santos at plus 167. Dawson moving up to lightweight here and initially I thought the value would be on Santos here but after doing some tape study I disagree with that and I think that Dawson is probably the side here even at that minus 200 favorite price. I think that Santos really needs a finish to win here. And even though he's a jiu-jitsu type of guy, I don't think it's going to come by way of submission. I think that if Santos wins this fight, it's going to be by hurting Dawson on the feet and knocking him out with strikes because if this fight goes to the floor, I think that Dawson will be the better grappler at this point in their careers. I think he's the better wrestler. He's much more athletic. And considering how Leo Santos looked in the, the second half of that fight against Bogatov, I just didn't really like what I saw. Sure, he rocked Bogatov bad and was chasing a finish. He didn't get that finish and he gassed out, but Leo Santos was severely gassed out at the end of the second round there. And if it weren't for those breaks with the referee for the fouls, he might have lost that fight by finishing round 3 because I mean, he was corpse gassed and that's not really a sign you want to see that was a pretty easy fight for leo santos and he really emptied his gas tank at a bad time and kind of cardio gassed himself there I've had some questions around Grant Dawson for a long time, but I keep being proven wrong. He keeps winning fights. He keeps showing his great grappling skill. I still don't think his striking is very good. He's pretty hittable on the feet, but I think in the Nad Armani fight, he showed some improvements in his striking. He was throwing calf kicks. He was looking like an effective striker for the first time in his career, and his grappling needs no introduction. He's a great grappler. He can hit takedowns. He's very heavy on top, good top control, ground and pound, submission game great grappler Grant Dawson and I think even though Leo Santos is a legendary black belt in the jiu-jitsu community I think he's Far past his prime. He's like 42, 43 years old. And considering how bad he looked in the second half of that fight against Bogotov I don't trust his cardio in rounds two and three. So Santos likely needs an early finish to win here. Probably around one or two knockout. And if he doesn't get it, I think Dawson takes him down and outgrapples him to a late finish here. So I'm gonna go with a round three TKO pick for Grant Dawson. He might submit Leo Santos in the map, but I think a positional TKO is a little bit more likely considering that Santos is a great defensive grappler. Uh, I mean, a great grappler overall. His grappling defense is kind of up in the air. We haven't really seen it lately. Um, so I think Grant Dawson does find a finish here in the second half of the fight. I think this lightweight move is probably a good thing for Grant Dawson, and I'm excited to see how he looks here. So Grant Dawson, round three, knockout is the pick. The next fight takes place in the women's bantamweight division. We have Macy Chasson at minus 215 to Marion Renau at plus 185. Just want to give a quick shout out to everyone listening to the podcast. Thank you for showing support. I appreciate you all a lot and I value your time. So I will not waste your time by analyzing this fight for long. This is a really low level fight. Neither of these women are very good. Renal is like 43 years old. But honestly, Renal is probably the value side here. It's going to be a close, sloppy, clinch filled fight. Probably some sloppy striking, a lot of clinching and grappling between these two. It's going to be real ugly. I can see it going to split decision. If this fight does finish, It's probably going to be Chaston just wrecking her in round one with her swarm of strikes that she knocked out Mazzani with and stuff like that. But that's about it for this fight. Chaston could finish early, but if it goes to decision, it's likely going to be a close, grindy, split decision type of fight. So it's dog or pass. The value is on the 43-year-old Renau here, and I probably wouldn't advise betting on this fight at all. It's going to be pretty ugly. Oh, by the way, official pick. uh, Let's go with Chaston decision. The next fight takes place in the women's strawweight division. We have Cheyenne Baez as the favorite at minus 340 to Monsterat Ruiz as the plus 265 underdog again not going to waste too much time on this fight Ruiz is coming in here on very short notice and she looks like a really bad fighter I mean she goes for head and arm throws in almost every single one of her fights which is a telltale sign that you suck at mixed martial arts so I don't think that Ruiz has any chance to win this fight besides a sloppy takedown and some dominant position on the ground but even then Ruiz looks sloppy on the feet looks like a terrible grappler buys on the other hand actually looks pretty promising she had a really good performance in the contender series she's fought and beaten the better competition and bias actually looks pretty well rounded she looks good in the clinch she can hit takedowns and keep top position defend submissions defend takedowns and her distance striking looks pretty good as well so i give and bias every advantage in the world here i would be absolutely shocked to see ruiz pull off this upset and shayanne bias should win via domination i could even see her finding a finish let's go with a finish round three tko for and bias The next fight takes place in the welterweight division. We have Max Griffin as the favorite at minus 210 to Keenan Song as the plus 180 underdog. I agree with this line, and I think that the value is probably on Max Griffin at this moneyline price. If you like Keenan Song in this fight, I would advise just taking him by knockout because in the striking, he is pretty low volume. He's very reliant on those power shots, getting knockdowns or knockouts, and if he doesn't get that, he's not a very good striker. He was struggling with uh, Aldana not that long ago. He wasn't checking leg kicks. He got hit with a lot of leg kicks in that fight. Keenan Song's takedown defense is also very bad. He likes going for guillotines and Kimoras. He doesn't have much real takedown defense. He kind of just flops to his back and goes for submissions. And against Max Griffin, a guy who shoots a lot of takedowns, he's a pretty solid wrestler. I think Max Griffin does hit takedowns here. I think Griffin outstrikes him on the feet as well, but Griffin really likes mixing in takedowns and keeping top position. He's not the most active guy from top position, but I think he will win the fight comfortably. And he might even pour it on for a late finish. As we saw in Griffin's last fight, he can be a kind of damaging fighter. And he did pour it on Brahimat and get a round three stoppage in that fight. He, he pretty much elbowed Brahimat's ear off in that fight. So... Griffin could do some damage late and find a finish, but I'm going to go with decision to be safe. I think Max Griffin is the side here, even at that minus 210 price tag, and I think he probably wins a pretty wide decision here. Might even find a late finish, so I'm going to go with decision. 30-27, Max Griffin is the pick. The next fight takes place in the Bantamweight division. We have Adrian Yanez as the minus 220 favorite to Gustavo Lopez as the plus 185 underdog. I think this line is pretty wide. Giannis is getting a bit overrated after coming off of some flashy knockouts. Uh, But when he's not getting those knockouts, I think he has a lot of holes in his game. He can be pushed against the cage pretty easily. We have seen him taken down a lot in fights. He's not a terrible defensive grappler, but I would say that that's probably his biggest weakness. He also just doesn't have good boxing defense. He kind of marches forward very aggressively, doesn't have the best defense. He trusts his chin too much, and he gets into some pretty wild exchanges. Like If you watch his fight against Rodriguez, a non-UFC level opponent who came in on short notice, Rodriguez actually was tagging him with some punches before has eventually landed that knockout. On the other hand, we have Lopez, who I think is pretty solid everywhere. He came into the UFC on short notice versus Mirab, put up a pretty decent fight. He got taken down a lot in that fight, but he kept bouncing back up to his feet. He never quit. He showed a lot of heart in that fight. And in his last fight against Burchak, he rocked him early with some punches. He got a submission early on in round one of that fight, so I think Lopez is pretty well-rounded, probably the more well-rounded of the two. He can hit takedowns, and can keep top position at times. He comes forward on the three on the feet and throws hard. He also doesn't have the best defense, but he swings really hard. He looks durable, and I think these two could be getting in some wild exchanges in the feet. Where I'm happy to take the plus 185 underdog when these guys are going to be going toe to toe and even exchanges. And I think that Lopez probably has the cardio, or excuse me, the wrestling advantage here. He might have a cardio advantage as well. I think Yanez is pretty untested late in fights Uh, but I do think that Lopez will be able to hit takedowns here. He may be able to keep top position for a few minutes and I just expect this fight to be really close. I think that Yanez should be closer to minus 170. He should be a slight favor because he is the cleaner striker. Lopez is a bit lazy defensively and I could see Yanez just clocking Lopez and putting him out but I think Lopez is going to come forward. He's going to make this fight grindy. And he's going to make it real close. And I think he has a good chance to pull off the upset. In terms of money line for this fight, I'd say it's or pass all day. The value is on Lopez. And he's probably worth a small bet at that plus 185 price. But I wouldn't go too heavy because I ultimately will be still picking Yanez to win the fight. Lopez's defense is pretty bad he's very hittable and considering I do think that Giannis is the more precise and technical striker I do kind of favor him to find the chin and probably knock out Lopez at some point But it would not surprise me if Lopez is tough his game He turns this fight into a grindy decision type of fight and he might even pull off the upset here So Giannis knockout will be the pick for me round two knockout But it's dogger pass and I would not advise laying that chalk on Giannis at this price the next fight takes place in the heavyweight division. We have Tai Iwasa as the minus 465 favorite to Harry Hunsucker as the plus 365 underdog. This line seems a bit wide honestly. Huntsucker is coming in here on very short notice and Huntsucker is a bad fighter. He's fought in really low level competition. He's got some pretty sloppy boxing. He doesn't have good defensive grappling. He was on the contender series against Bandera not that long ago. He was doing good winning that fight with his boxing but he got taken down one time and kind of shelled up like a turtle and just ate some ground and pound and got finished pretty quickly there. But Hunsucker doesn't really have to worry about his takedown defense here because Tuivasa is not a grappler. It's very unlikely that he hits takedowns here. And the fight should be contested on the feet for the most part, where I expect it to be pretty close. Hunsucker is tough, he seems durable. I think he probably will eat some big shots here from Tuivasa, but Tuivasa is kind of overrated as a knockout puncher anyway. I don't think that he's going to pressure Hunsucker and land consistent offense here. It's probably going to be a sloppy cage-pushing, sloppy boxing contest. So I think the over 1.5, the starts round 2, starts round 3, maybe even the Tai to Vasa by decision prop have some value here. Most sites don't have a lot of those props out yet because the fight was announced just about a few days ago. So make sure you keep your eyes open for Tai to Vasa by decision. Anything over plus 200 for... Toivasa's decision is worth the play in my opinion because I think it's a very good chance that this fight is kind of slow-paced. Toivasa takes his time, doesn't take many risks, and pushes against the cage and maybe even looks to hit his own offensive takedown and exploit that bad defensive grappling of Hunsucker. Who knows really what's going to happen here, but I expect it to be a kind of a slow-paced fight and I think there's a good chance that it ends up going to a decision. So Tak Toivasa, by decision, is the pick. The over one and a half here is really good value as well. Just a quick update on this fight. I just checked out some lines on FanDuel Sportsbook, and the the odds for this fight are absolutely crazy. Fight Goes the Distance is plus 480. Tai Tuvasa's decision is plus 700. The over 1.5 is plus 225. I mean, those are crazy, crazy odds. The market is really overreacting to Hunsucker's finishes on his record and Tai Tsubas' knockouts. I mean, I think this fight is really likely to be a stinker that goes the full 15 minutes. So check out those props. I might even track some bets on some of those. The next fight takes place in the lightweight division. We have Gregor Gillespie as the minus 250 favorite, taking on Brad Riddell as the plus 210 underdog. I think that where this line is at now is probably a bit wide, but the people who got in on Gregor at the minus 1XX price, you know, minus 150, 170, 190, those are good bets. I do think he is the value side at that price. Where it's at now in the minus 200 range, I'd probably say it's gotten to the dogger pass territory. This is a pretty bad matchup for Brad Riddell. He comes from a kickboxing background and has mostly struggled with grapplers throughout his career. He's been taken down a few times. We've seen him push against the cage for long periods of times. We've seen him get controlled in the clinch position for long periods of times against Mustafaev and Da Silva. Even Malarkey got him down a few times. Um, So we really have seen Riddell kind of struggle with grappling in all three of his UFC fights so far, and now he's fighting the best grappler he's fought to date. So I just do not see it being uh, a good fight for Brad Riddell. He likely needs to knock Gregor Gillespie out on the feet somewhere along the lines there is a small chance that Riddell could win a decision by separating from the grappling and landing the more impactful strikes and kind of swaying the rounds his way. Pretty similar to how he did versus uh, Mustafaev when they fought, but I don't think that's very likely here. I think that Riddell's best chance to win the fight is by knocking Gregor Gillespie out. It could be on the feet in the first round uh, when they're still exchanging strikes. It could be in the second half of the fight if Gregor starts to slow down a little bit. Riddell is dangerous at all times on the feet. He is the better striker, the much superior boxer of the two. And Gregor is pretty hittable when he's coming in for those takedowns. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities that Riddell knocks him out on the feet here. But I think the most likely outcome is Gregor hitting takedowns, getting some cage pushing time, getting some clinch time, maybe some dominant positions on the ground. And likely just riding Riddell out to a decision here. Maybe even finds a late finish because... We have seen Gillespie find a few round two finishes over his opponents. He has very suffocating top pressure. He's got good ground and pound as well. So he might pour it on Riddell and find a round two, round three finish. But I think a decision is probably the most likely. Riddell is actually pretty hard to get flat on his back and hard to get in dominant positions. I think this fight mostly takes place against the cage and the clinch. And Gregor is just going to ride him from the body lock, knee his thighs, Uh, stomp his feet and kind of win the fight in not the most exciting way but I think Gregor does get the job done I kind of will be cheering for Brad Riddell in this fight I like Brad Riddell as a fighter a lot more I think he's got a higher ceiling and Gregor Gillespie is kind of inactive hasn't fought in about 18 months he's kind of got one foot out the door in MMA in my opinion Um, so who knows what might happen here it should be a really compelling fight really looking forward to this one but the pick for me will be Gregor Gillespie by decision The next fight takes place in the middleweight division and will be the main event of the card. We have Kevin Holland as the minus 173 favorite to Derek Brunson as the plus 148 underdog. I think this line remains a bit wide i already do have a bad track in this fight and that is a one unit bet on derek brunson's money line at plus 145 odds and i'm actually considering adding another unit somewhere along the lines if the price continues to go up to around the plus 150 range i think i will add another unit because i do like derek brunson in this fight i think it's a really good matchup for derek brunson and i think the market is kind of overreacting to kevin holland as they typically do I think Kevin Holland's five-fight win streak, six-fight win streak that he's on is kind of overrated. He got a quick finish over Hernandez, who was a good fighter. He beat Joaquin Buckley, who we've learned is not that great. He lost to Darren Stewart, in my opinion, but got a lucky decision. He got a crazy slam knockout over Charlie Antaveros, a non-UFC-level fighter. And then he beat Jacare Sosa with that crazy punch from the bottom in his last fight. So sure, Kevin Holland has gotten some flashy finishes in this past few fights, but in terms of his overall MMA game, I think he still has a lot of the same weaknesses that we've seen from day one in his UFC career. He still gets taken down very easily. He's very content to play off of his back, whether he's throwing up submissions or throwing up ground and pound off of his back. He just has very bad takedown defense, partially because he's content being on his back at times, but that's a very bad place to be against Derek Brunson because Derek Brunson is a great wrestler. He can hit all different types of takedowns he can keep top position he lands hard ground and pound on the ground i think that brunson could be in some trouble early on the ground in the first round or two when holland is still fresh when he's still throwing up those guard submissions that crazy ground and pound off of his back but as long as derrick brunson can avoid getting finished in rounds one and two i think his cardio his experience and his wrestling advantage will come into play big in the later rounds in this fight i think rounds three four and five really favor derrick brunson i think he's got more experience late in fights and most importantly, we've seen Kevin Holland struggle in three-round decision type of fights. The Darren Stewart fight most recently, he got taken down and stuck on bottom for most around round three of that fight. He had a close decision with... Alessio DiCirico, he had a close decision with Gerald Mearshart, and he got taken out a lot in all those fights, so I just think that Kevin Holland is not as good of a fighter as the market is kind of rating him to be right now, I think he is being overrated coming off of that long win streak and all those flashy finishes, and I think Derek Brunson is a pretty consistently underrated fighter in the betting market. And that was proven by his last fight. He was a plus 300 underdog against Edmund Shabazian. He looked like a favorite out there. He looked like he would win that fight at a very high clip. And he ended up finishing Shabazian in round three of that fight. Now getting down to analyzing how the striking will play out between these two. I think the striking exchanges will be very competitive. And both guys will have success at times throughout the fight. I would give a slight striking advantage to Kevin Holland right now. Because of his speed and boxing advantage. But Brunson is not a bad striker at all. He looked very good on the feet in his past few fights. He's been looking a lot more composed lately. He's not bum-rushing people and trying to knock them out in round one. He looks much more composed. He looks better at distance. He's been throwing nice combinations, mixing up his punches and kicks. His left kick looks really good. And I think the southpaw striking of Brunson could give Holland some trouble on the feet here. So that's why I think that the striking will be competitive. I could see both guys having success. But getting down to the grappling here, I do give one guy a big grappling advantage, and that is Derek Brunson. I know that Kevin Holland is probably a better submission grappler. He's better at jujitsu, but in terms of wrestling, cardio, top position, I think that Derek Brunson is much more reliable to hit takedowns, to keep top position, and to do damage from top position as well. And as I mentioned earlier, as long as Kevin Holland does not find a finish in rounds one and two here, I think that if the fight gets into rounds three, four, and five, that heavily favors Derek Brunson. And we likely see Derek Brunson. And pour it on for a knockout in rounds three, four, and five. And that will be my official pick. I'm gonna go with Derrick Brunson by fourth round knockout. I just think the wrestling, the top pressure, the ground and pound, and the non-stop pressure on the feet from Derek Brunson will be too much for Kevin Holland. And I think he pulls off the upset here. I'll reiterate it again: I think Kevin Holland gets pretty consistently overrated in the betting lines, and Derrick Brunson is consistently underrated. And I think that Derrick Brunson pulls off another upset victory here. And I'm picking him and betting him to do so. So that is going to do it for this podcast. We analyzed all 11 fights on tomorrow night's UFC card. Not the greatest card on paper, but I think there will still be a few good fights. And there are some good betting spots as well. I already have two track bets on this card. I have Silva... Plus 188, and I have Derek Brunson plus 145 that I will likely add some more onto. So make sure you follow me on Bet MMA Tips. Make sure you follow me on Twitter. Keep updated with my official bets that I will update in the next 24 hours. So keep posted for that. Thank you all for listening. Hope you all enjoy the fights and win some bets this weekend. And I will see you all before the next UFC event next week. Peace.